Anthony Richardson was incredible today. Did you guys watch any, at least like the highlights? So I of... hit the ceiling. Oh my God. Yeah. I've seen it more times than I've seen Goodfellas actually already. I, I I've seen it you. more times than LeBron James has seen The Godfather. Anytime Anthony Richardson does anything, I get like four to five text messages about it because I made the mistake of saying that I don't think he's going to be very good. Who I do you get the messages from? Just like, you know, my group chat, all my all my weird like dra- all, all my draft weird college football friends and betters. Like, yeah. the, you know, the people that are, like, re-watching the games right now because they have nothing else better to do. They're not watching opening day like mm-hmm. the rest of us. They're probably at home eating dinner right now, spending time with their family. <laughs> eating dinner. Have a good dinner. Have a good dinner. We know, though, we know that we've, <laughs> we've seen this movie before, right, where you get these workouts and then the quarterback just doesn't pan out in the NFL. It happens all the time. It's the risk, but there's always coaches that say, I can harness that ability and I can make them a great quarterback. Nate Davis covers the NFL for USA Today. Let's start with Anthony Richardson's workout today. We can even throw in Will Levis, too, because Richardson and hit the roof when uh, he threw the football and then said he did it at the end because they want to try to throw it through because he saw Will Levis throwing. Like it, It's fun watching all of this in terms of these quarterbacks understanding that there's kind of competition between the two, maybe less with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, but Anthony Richardson and Will Levis have all the physical gifts that you could ask for, but there's certainly a lot more than that. Do these workouts that we've seen from Levis and Anthony Richardson uh, make that much of a difference around the NFL or even in your eyes? I got two words for you, Zach Wilson. I think, uh-huh. I think that's that's how much stock you want to put in, in getting blown away or, or, or wowed by by a pro day. I, I'll give you two more words, and those are Demarcus Russell. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. I mean, you know, we we don't have a whole lot to talk about with free agency basically over with, with another month to go till the draft. I mean, it, it's it's nice to see these highlights, you know, on on practice field facilities with, with no pads or defenders coming after you. And I mean what I mean Anthony Richardson looked great at the combine. I mean he made some wow throws there. Uh, I mean I thought I thought it was impressive. I mean there weren't receivers that, that he knew. Um, but I mean I think th- this is this is the time of year where we fall into the traps uh, and, and we get more enamored of this stuff sometimes than we do um, of, of the game tape or, or the level of competition sometimes in Zach Wilson's case. Uh, or, or just, you know, in Anthony Richardson's case too, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the wow factor um, can, can make us, you know, lose, lose track of, of, you know, where is he just with, with the fundamentals. Um, and I know that maybe his supporting cast wasn't, wasn't as great last year, but um, whatever, I think his completion percentage in Florida was like 53%. I mean, somewhere, somewhere in that range. So uh, let's just not get, you know, I'm talking talk to you guys specifically, but I think I think we all have to be careful about getting too yeah. carried away about this stuff this yeah. time of year. Completely agree. I am a huge fan of C.J. Stroud, though, and I also like Bryce Young. I'd probably lean C.J. Stroud. If you had the number one overall pick, if you're Carolina, who do you think the better pro would be? the better fit at least for Carolina what they're trying to do moving forward yeah I mean I'm not sure I mean it it, it sounds to me like it's going to be a a personal preference kind of thing for for Frank Reich I I know everyone wants to connect CJ Stroud as kind of the bigger guy and more in the the model of of maybe what Frank Reich has has worked with through the years but I mean I think everyone you know everything I've heard is CJ Stroud or that, that Bryce Young has said all the right things you know, in his meetings, uh, you know, certainly carried himself well uh, at the combine uh, throughout his time at Alabama, and I think you know the, the tape suggests he's probably the better passer. Um, but I think it does it does come down to the fact, you know, do you worry at all uh, about about his maybe durability a little bit more than, than C.J. Stroud? But you know, I think it, it seems like they're they're one and one a, uh, and, and that they're going to go one and two in this draft. You know, whatever. 
in whatever order that is. Um, but, I mean, I think they're both really good passers of the football uh, and guys that maybe have a little bit more to tap into athletically than, than, than they've shown at times or maybe, you know, willingness to, to make more plays with their legs than they showed in college sometimes. But that's a good thing. I mean, I think, I think they're both guys that, you know, kind of, you know, you think Russell Wilson sometimes with, with that ability to keep his eyes Downfield and really only running running the ball as the last resort. I think I think sometimes that's more what you want to see as opposed to a guy that's out the back door when um, that first reads it there. So I, I like both those guys. What's up, Nate? It's Trista. So I just wanted to say hi. Oh, Trista, what's up? Hey. So uh, you wrote an article recently about Belichick, and the thing that I want to know from you is whether you think Mac Jones is the the future quarterback for this franchise. I mean that that's a great question for Bill Belichick. I mean it, it, it's interesting to me that uh, you know Devin McCourty has one that said that you know that the Max Jones Bailey Zappi dynamic that, you know divided the locker room to a degree uh, last year. Um, that be, that being said, I, I don't think the Patriots did Max Jones any favors with 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 the way that they approached their offensive coaching staff last year, and, and I think probably bringing in Bill O'Brien. Um, gives him a much better chance uh, to, to to be the guy moving forward. I mean, I think they want Max Jones to be the guy. Um, you know, it's interesting to also listen to some former players. I think I think Nick Nikovich being one who who thinks that they ought to bring in Lamar Jackson. Um, so it, it doesn't seem settled at all. But but I think I think the Bill O'Brien connection there certainly you know says to me you know not not so many words that that, that they want Mac Jones to be the guy and that's probably a, a, the the best way to give him the best chance to do it and if you can't do it with Bill O'Brien you know that, that I think they're probably going to start looking at that position one more time you know, there's another team over in the NFC. We talk about them a lot. I'm a big uh, big fan of Brock Purdy and what the 49ers have been able to do. We're, their win totals came out, and I'm looking at a 49ers team that doesn't have a quarterback situation necessarily settled. They're still tied for the highest win total at 11.5 in the NFL, which is just such a testament, Nate, to what you know Kyle Shanahan does, what that front office is built, the, the great team that they have. We had John Lynch come out recently and essentially say, like, all, all things equal, he thinks – you know, maybe Brock Purdy would get the chance to be the starter, that he could win that job. I, I certainly think it's possible. I loved watching that kid play uh, just last season in the time that he had before he blew out his elbow. Uh, when we head into training camp, do you think that this is going to be do everything they can to still try and get Trey Lance in as a starter? Like, let's do let's If it's even, we go Trey Lance because we traded up for him. Or is it really going to be maybe an open competition where they say, you know what, we don't care if we moved up and drafted this guy really high. The best, the best quarterback is going to go out and win it no matter what, and we'll deal with the consequences for trading up and Trey Lance maybe not working. Yeah, I, I I think that this is an organization where I, I don't think that John John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan necessarily are, are afraid of of being wrong about Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. If that, that's how this winds up, I mean, but I think that these guys are about winning football games and are about you know uh, awarding the position to the guy who's who's the, the best fit. So um, yeah, I mean, everything I kind of hear from those guys is that it is kind of Brock Purdy's job to lose, um, provided he can you know throw the ball and is ready ready on opening day. Uh, frankly, I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see how how Sam Darnold fits in here. I mean, you know, he's he, he's a, had no help at all with the Jets. Uh, he, obviously, completely stripped down roster when, when, when they took him. Um, and it shows some flashes in Carolina, but I mean, I, I'm really fascinated to see what Sam Darnold can, can be with uh, in that system with some talent around him with Kyle Shanahan coaching him. And, you know, I think Sam Darnold and Trey Lance are, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be the guys putting the reps in the offseason. Um, and I, I think I think don't discount him in this, at least in terms of possibly being the week one starter. 
if um, if Brock Purdy is not ready to go. And I mean, it sounds like you know his rehab for six months is going to push right up, right up against the regular season. Nate, uh, obviously the AFC is loaded, and it's only going to get better now with Aaron Rodgers most likely going to the Jets. But I got a kick out of Sean Payton this week saying he tried to go back and watch some Broncos film, and it was a tough watch. So do you think he could turn that around? Like, obviously you have a top five, top ten defense. I guess it's more do you believe in Russell Wilson? Like, does he have anything left uh, this season? Well, you you know, I mean, I think Sean Payton knows something about coaching, you know, short quarterbacks. uh, And, you know, they have have invested or reinvested in in the offensive line there. you know, I, 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 I've heard things there about how things are, are going right away, and I think I think Sean Payton is already changing, you know, kind of taking back the, the culture to some degree there. Um, not, not that he ever lost it, but, I mean, some of the, the, the things that Russell had uh, in year one with, with the office and the, the personal quarterback coach and all that, I mean, I, I think I think this is not going to be a situation of, of one plus 52. It's going to be, you know, back back to 53 guys pulling in the same direction. But, uh, you know, I think I think Russell also wanted to play for Sean Payton. So hopefully, you know, the, this this works out. I mean, I think it's going to need to work out because for Sean Payton, you know, this Russell Wilson thing is, is going to probably be an arranged marriage uh, at minimum for another two years. So they're going to have to figure something out. And obviously, you know, they paid Russell all this money and gave up all that draft capital to get him because they believe he can be the guy. Um, Sean Payton can't, 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 get, can't beat that guy, be the guy. I mean, they're they're in trouble for, for the next couple of years, and we'll, we'll see after that. But um, I, I think I think they can they can reboot it there. I mean, they've got some talent there, but um, I think everyone just kind of needs to get recentered. Um, they, they lost a lot of the games by by one score, so I don't think it's going to take a whole lot for this team to get to. I mean, obviously the division's tough, but I don't think it's going to be hard for them to go from say five wins last year to eight or nine this year pretty easily. Yeah, you watch those, especially like the first eight nine weeks of the season, and just really look like a mess offensively. And I was surprised the defense didn't give up early on in the season. But so then, like you watch Nathaniel Hackett, and he's never really called plays other than the Jacksonville run in Green Bay. He obviously didn't because Matt Lafleur does. Do you believe in the Jets, like with Nathaniel Hackett calling the plays, or do you think that that's going to be a mess, kind of like Denver? Well, we're we're assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Jets, yeah, right? Yeah, or yeah, your guys or Zach Wilson, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers is, is on the Jets, and I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not very concerned about who's calling the plays because I think you know, I, I almost think like the play goes into his helmet as a suggestion, <laughs> and then you know what, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens from that point. Um, but I mean the Jets. I mean they were seven and four last year after after week twelve. Um, you know, and they end up losing their last six. But I mean, I, I've, I've kind of equated them to being you know a hockey team playing shorthanded the whole time. I mean they they, they literally had the worst quarterback play in in the league last year, uh, and and they're seven and four after twelve weeks. And then you know obviously the Zach Wilson thing just really completely craters. Uh, you know Mike White's got got that one good game in him, but he can't salvage it. But I mean, there's so much there. I mean, in terms of talent, and when you're bringing in Alan Lazard, and I'm sure Randall Cobb will be next, and you know, we keep hearing that they may be the front runners for for OBJ. Uh, you know, defense is a top five unit. I mean, I think all the ingredients are there. Um, and you look at this division. I mean, it looks like the AFC East is maybe going to become what we thought the AFC West would be last year, where potentially. You know, you're talking about for the first time an entire division qualifying for the playoffs if, if the Patriots, um, you, you know, are, are good enough. But I think the Jets are are, are really compelling, and, and just you know, uh, to, to me, this is more akin to, to the Matthew Stafford 
or Tom Brady being the last piece of the puzzle. Um, whereas, I mean, I, I wrote all along last year, you know, Russell Wilson was going to a team with, with new ownership, you know, new coach, uh, new players. I mean, that, that whole thing was new, and it was a mess. Um, whereas I, I think the Jets are, are more kind of in that, that one-player-away mo- mo- mode, and I think that they'll be closer to the success of the other guys have had uh, than what we saw last year in Denver. I'm curious, Nate, because people, it feels like, are operating under some sort of assumption that Tua is not long for the starting quarterback role for the Miami Dolphins. But we haven't gotten any facts that really bring us to that place besides his history with concussions. Is there something that has happened that leads us to believe that that is the case? Where are you with with Tua and the Dolphins? Well, I mean, I think the Dolphins, by by announcing that they picked up that fifth-year option, which which puts them under contract for the next two years and guarantees them the money, um, I think that tells you a lot about about where they are for, with, with them. I mean, Mike Mike McDaniel has said that he spent last year trying to convince everyone that two was good, uh, and certainly he played well. Yeah. In twenty twenty two when he was on the field, and now now he's trying to convince everyone that that, that two can can be can be healthy. Um, and, and you know we'll see. I mean, we we get into the this thing sometimes where we call a guy's injury prone, and whether it's true or not, and certainly whether whether it's true. Uh, with your head, and I mean, plenty of people have have written, you know, particularly particularly beat writers from Alabama. I think have written that they, they think you ought to retire because of this thing. But you know, I'm not, I'm not a neurologist or, or a doctor, and, and certainly you have to wonder about some of the things that went on last year in Miami uh, from that front. But I, I think if they take care of this guy, um, protect him, um, not, not only protect him on the field, but protect protect him from himself uh, when when, uh, when he's hurt. And hopefully he won't be. That he looks like he could be a, a pretty good player. And I mean, I think he went into last year, and, and all we talked about really from that draft class were, were uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, and the Dolphins had, had screwed up by not taking Justin Herbert. And, and maybe they did. Um, uh, and maybe two is fourth of fourth, fourth of four with with Herbert and Hurts, Jalen Hurts and, and Burrow in that class. But certainly he, he showed that he can play last year. I mean, the, the Baltimore comeback. Certainly, certainly comes to mind, but um, you know we'll see if he can get healthy. But I think I think the Dolphins have put literally put their their money where their mouths are with him. Uh, Nate, unfortunately, we only have like thirty seconds because of this stupid hard out. But do you think Jake Hayner <laughs> could be a pro quarterback? I'm actually the president of the Jake Hayner fan club. Jake Hayner fan club? Yeah, I love him, man. I wish he was a little bit taller. I think he'd be really good. Six that foot, two hundred and six pounds. Doesn't really do it, I know. But you brought up Bryce Young. Do you think he could play in the league, or do you think he's a career backup? I mean, I think anybody that gets a shot. I mean, nobody thought Brock Purdy was going to be a player, you know, last year. I mean, he was an afterthought, Mister Irrelevant. You know, I think Stetson Bennett could could maybe surprise people and be a guy that hangs around the league this year. And I think many of us thought he was kind of an afterthought coming out of college, but but he showed well at, at, at pro day. I mean, or at the, at the combine. I mean, he's got more stuff to clean up off the field at this point than on it. Yeah. But you know, if you get the opportunity, you never you never know. Thanks so much, man. Nate Davis, USA Today. Thanks for coming on with us. Pleasure. You and your fan clubs. My old former colleague. I love Jay Kaner. Jay Kaner is going to be the next Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he's not I love as tall, Nate. though. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, Nate, too. Really smart. I had him on Sports Town Chicago when I was like 22 years old. Did really? you really? I think wow. I did, yeah.